This week, we only trust one podcast, Jax, and you're listening to it. We watch Mortal Kombat, and this is Body Counts and Beer. Fatality. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm sorry, I didn't understand what you were counting down. I know to. we were all it was the only it was the only catchphrase left, guys. It was literally the only one. And if you have not guessed what movie you are doing, wake up, dummy dumb, because it's very obvious we're talking about the 1995. Movie? Classic. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> From the writer of several episodes of Jake and the Fat Man <laughs> and the director of AVP, Alien vs. Predator. Oh, fuck, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Comes Mortal Kombat, a movie about mortals engaging <laughs> in combat. Based on the... Uh, Evergreen video game <laughs> franchise uh, yeah. uh, from the early 90s leading up to today. Uh, it's permeated all of our societal uh, conventions. It's been movies, TV shows, video games upon video games. Senate hearings. T-shirts. Web series. And more video games. And more video games. And a, an inverted Reboots? Jean-Claude Van Damme version of it. Which was the version before it actually came out. Yeah, so the video game was actually originally going to be a video game adaptation of Bloodsport, which is why Johnny Cage looks exactly like Jean-Claude Van Damme in the game. Right. Uh, But then uh, Jean-Claude pulled out. Yeah. And uh, they were left with something of a mess on their hands. Skipped out on Predator, uh, skipped out on Mortal Kombat. I got to question his business decisions. But that's good advice, kids. Always pull out. Always. (laughs) All right. Always. Uh, This is the grossest podcast. I'm John (laughs) Rooney, by the way. I don't know if I actually said my name. I I opened with an apology. (laughs) (laughs) Seems reasonable. Well, guys, if you're upset with John not introducing himself or accidentally introducing himself twice <laughs> do yourself a favor and please send us an email uh, at bodycountsandbeer at gmail.com hit us up on twitter at bodycountcast find us on our facebook page uh, which is facebook.com backslash bodycountsandbeer any one of these places we want to hear from you please uh, connect with us we'll connect back we're desperate lonely people <laughs> who are starved for more attention uh, I'm getting hey, this out of the way now. We are getting really, really close in friendship with the Pizza Hut guy. Yes. <laughs> the the Eastern European Pizza Hut guy is super into us. Soon we will know his name. <laughs> uh, soon he'll be a guest on this podcast. Yeah, right? <laughs> that guy would be great. <laughs> so, yes, we are talking about Mortal Kombat. And Mortal Kombat uh, begins, like all movies do... With a, an angry confrontation in front of a CGI storm. Uh, <laughs> On a really old looking temple. Yeah, the Temple of Light, as we will come to find out. Uh, our villain here, uh, Shang Tsung, 
uh, is fighting a young man uh, in a red sort of karate gi. Uh, and Ken? No. No. Chan. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, no, it was Chang. Yeah. Chang. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was Chang. Liu Kang's. Wait a minute. Brother. So his full name is Chang Kang? <laughs> oh, no, it's fortunate. No, it's Chang and Eng. He's the Siamese twins. Oh, no. From Barnum and Bailey's Circus, yeah. <laughs> but they were separated, so now only Chang exists. Eng <laughs> is still lost in the multiverse somewhere. <laughs> Unmoored, as you will. Um, Boy, Final Crisis got weird. <laughs> Yeah, when the flash shots run real fast, it impacts our real life, too. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that's that. That's the speed force for you. Yeah. <laughs> I.e., that's my deus ex machina for you. That's for all you dumb comic fans out there. Like yeah, John. idiots. <laughs> Anyways, Mortal Kombat begins with Shang Tsung putting the smack down on Liu Kang's little brother uh, to the point where he just eats his soul and then looks directly into the camera and tells you, the viewer, <laughs> that he's going to eat your soul next. Yeah, that point needed to be in 3D. Yeah, it really did. Uh, and then it cuts to a, uh, a sweaty Liu Kang awakening from the nightmare. Turns out he's one of us, uh, the viewer. Yeah. Uh, and he had the dream. Cut to <laughs> cut to Sonya Blade. Hang on, hang on, you are you are losing a valuable, vital point of exposition on this. Where he wakes up, goes to his dresser to pull out his Western Union telegram. Oh, that's yeah. right. The Western Union telegram, the entirety of which reads, "Dear Liu Kang, brother dead." Come home, <laughs> grandfather. Man, it's a 1995 SMS. <laughs> exactly, they charged by the word. He was being very frugal. Very. So then we cut to Sonia Blade, uh, played by uh, Bridget uh, Bridget Nilsson, uh, or Bridget Nilsson Sampras, or Bridget Sampras. I don't uh, remember. Bridget Van Hammerschmack. I don't think that's true. That's not it. No. You made that up, John. The, the fake actress from Inglorious Bastards didn't travel <laughs> back in time to play Sonya Blade? Yeah, I, I don't... No, she didn't travel forward, forward in, in time. time to play Guys, Blade. no, Inglorious Bastards came out after Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but the character's from World War II. It was just a movie. She was an actor. <laughs> Either way, John, it couldn't possibly be her because at no point did Quentin Tarantino wander in the film to get his fucking choking fetish on camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, and that actor did sign a contract stating that Quentin Tarantino had first right of refusal <laughs> for any strangles that happen on her movies. So anyways, we meet Sonya Blade uh, in her big chrome shotgun. Her big chrome shotgun. Uh, just kicking her way into a goddamn stabbing Westward concert. <laughs> um, it looks kind of like the the blood rave from Blade, but without the the cool blood parts. Yeah. Right. So just, it's just a, a shitty rave. Yeah. Just a shitty rave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she just kind of busts her way through. We meet, uh, we see Kano, the uh, Australian Lord of the Underworld. Uh, he's got the metal eye with the, the metal eye plate with the glowing red eye in it. And he's like Australian. And he's like, yeah, come on over here, pretty. And she's like, punch, kick, punch. <laughs> And we find out. Uh, no, that she is shoot, shoot, grab guy and yell, Where's Kano? Kano uh, is in league with Shang Tsung, we find out, and he's going to lead her 
to a tournament. Ooh, we don't know what it is. Now, it's it's worth pointing out at this point that Shang Tsung is a shapeshifter. So why he doesn't just shapeshift into someone Sonya knows and invite her to the tournament, as he will do later on in this movie, is well beyond me. <laughs> why he has to involve a dime store Jai Courtney in his scheme. Because because she wouldn't she won't get off the trail of Kano for this invite to this tournament. I'm gonna blow your mind, he could just look like Kano. Whoa! No way, I Whoa. feel like she'd know the difference. <laughs> Whoa! That's true. He's like fucking. Uh, she's like um, she's Vin like, Diesel in Chronicles, Chronicles of Riddick, where he can smell different people. Right. That was a Wolverine. That's kind of the same thing. Nobody's ever heard of this Wolverine. Yeah. No. But fucking Riddick. That's a fucking American <laughs> hero. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. They got shirts with Riddick on them. <laughs> Had them since I was a kid. Uh, Riddick figurines. I guess rest in peace, Len Wayne, creator of Wolverine. There's no other place to put this in the podcast. <laughs> it wasn't really necessary yeah. to put it anywhere. <laughs> we got a random in memorium right now. <laughs> no, we definitely need the audience well, will be questioning is, us the whole time. Yeah. If well, we this didn't is for you. It. This is for you, Len Wein. <laughs> I will remember you. <laughs> will you remember me? <laughs> Don't let your something. Canadian. That's right. So something. Good job not naming Wolverine the Badger. (laughs) (laughs) We'll miss you. Uh, Seriously though, go read go read some of his Swamp Thing comics. They're amazing. That's true. Uh, So moving on, Sonya Blade chases after Kano. Cut to. Uh, a cool-looking Hollywood-looking type guy with sunglasses facing off with four suits with various martial weapons. Uh, there's people in those suits? Nah, they're just suits with weapons. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty clear. I don't know if you watched this movie, but those were just suits with weapons. Yeah, they're just animated suits, John. Right. Didn't you see how many people work digital effects in this thing? (laughs) It's entirely too many. So, uh, Johnny Cage uh, is the character we meet, and he has a little fight with these four dudes. Uh, and suits. then Yeah, with the four suits, uh, which was my favorite 60s uh, uh, vocal group, the four suits. The, fo- the four suits, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you remember all their, their great songs. Uh, I got a double-breasted lady. Uh, <laughs> four, four buttons are better than three. Cuff me, baby, I've been a bad suit. Uh, the doo-wop version of Sharp Dress Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One of them broke off to star in that uh, television show, Suits. <laughs> Dynamite. <laughs> Guys, I am nailing it with the references We're crushing today. it today. I've been studying a lot of Dennis Miller, so I'm like super on top of my referential humor. Oh, sure. <laughs> that no one gets. <laughs> Not unlike Dennis Miller live in the Hollywood Bowl. Or Dennis Miller ever. Just <laughs> Dennis Miller on Monday Night Football. I saw I saw Dennis Miller live once, and this is how he began the show. His opener came out, and I don't remember who it was, and he comes out and he does this bit, and the, his, his closing bit, this is his killer bit, right? His closer. He's like, oh, it was something along the lines of like, Oh, have you ever like made your computer like your computer shuts down and made you feel like a criminal? Like you get the little screen that pops up and says you performed an illegal operation. I'm gonna have to shut you down. <laughs> Big laugh. Everyone's like, ha ha. That's great. a pretty. That's a solid uh, IO bit. 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, it was the early 2000s. So anyways, he well gets off. Well past the comedy boom. Correct. So he gets off. Dennis Miller comes on, proceeds to open his show by ripping on the opener, <laughs> and then doing his closing bit over again, quote fingers better. <laughs> That's how he started the show. And then he just ended every line with, bam, bam, bam. That's what his Are thing you trying is. to tell me that Dennis Miller was a giant asshole? I'm trying to tell you that Dennis Miller is and continues to be a giant asshole uh, and was only funny for a brief period of time in the late 80s when he was on Saturday Night Live hosting Weekend Update. Who do you guys think would win in a fight between Dennis Miller and Dennis Leary? Dennis Leary. I feel like Leary would fight uh, dirty. I'm taking Miller on that one. No, because Leary like plays hockey and is an actual... like. Person? Athletic human being. Yeah, but Leary's a chain smoker. There's no way he's holding out for more than like 30, 40 seconds. And yeah, but I feel like that's like all he needs. <laughs> but here's the problem. Because he opens up with flicking a lit cigarette in Miller's face, <laughs> which immediately catches his hairspray <laughs> hair on fire. Plus, Miller is, uh, he is too well-trained. He can't break out of his kata. <laughs> yeah. So the, the unpredictability, the, the unpredictability of Dennis Leary. Well, I guess we could just simulate the fight right now. Dennis Miller, <laughs> Dennis Leary, <laughs> fight! Nah, Dennis Leary would seek a peaceful solution like he did in the ref. <laughs> Everybody would get back together to full of love again. Except but for then, Grandma, that bitch. But then his lesson would be wholly forgettable like his movie Two If By Sea. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you to name another Dennis Leary movie. Operation Dumbo Drop. Oh, good one. Good one. Who did he play in that? Dumbo? Or The Drop? Uh, he played The Operation. Okay. That's why Don't I, touch that's, his sides! Yeah, that's why Danny Glover kept getting electrocuted. Because he, get he couldn't get the funny bone out of Dennis Leary. <laughs> it's so hard! So, we cut from Sonya Blade to Liu Kang, who's now storming up the steps of the Temple of Light to demand satisfaction from his grandfather, <laughs> I assume. And yeah. his grandfather's like, you're back, you left us, your brother died. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna go fight these people, even though I don't believe in it. And then he's like, let's take you to the council and see what they think. And the council's like, nah, that guy's left. Fuck that guy. But then... But then... Parting. <laughs> the Sea of Mars. The god of lightning and thunder himself. Not Thor! <clears throat> Zeus? No. Jupiter. Raiden. Raiden? Yes. Lord Raiden? Yes, the same. Played by probably the most Asian actor ever, Christopher Lambert. Fucking Highlander is Raiden? Yep, and he's still obviously reciting his lines phonetically. (laughs) (laughs) Christopher Lambert spends most of the movie as Raiden uh, either smirking jokes at the camera. (laughs) Inadvertently laughing and then apologizing for it. Yeah, or just reading the insides of fortune cookies and (laughs) passing them off as dialogue. I think now's a good time to point out that no single actor delivers a consistent performance of a character throughout the entirety of this movie with exception of Shang Tsung who's always just shitty oh I disagree Goro is fucking on point all movie long (laughs) I double disagree because he starts out a very eloquent very honor bound very Klingon-esque warrior and then just 
for the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's pretty rough. So uh, Liu Kang uh, is confronted by Raiden, who, uh, in a show of force to show Liu Kang he means business, gives him like a tiny little flip, and it was like, that's my power. Yeah, it's like a wrist toss. Now, there must have been two fight choreographers for this movie, because for the first half of it, all of the fight choreography is very slow, and it's on the level of like, well... I probably couldn't do that, but it's not impressive in any way. There's a lot of, like, uh, grappling and tossing and very little striking in the beginning of the movie. So right. it, it isn't very impactful and it yeah, isn't it's like one of the, fun to watch. Yeah, it's like one of the Gracies took over. Right, yeah, it's very grapply. They're uh, always grabbing punches and tossing guys. I'm assuming it was halfway through the movie that Robin Shu, who plays uh, Liu Kang and is credited as the fight choreographer, finally took over and was like, guys... We need at least a kick, right? <laughs> yeah. But then they overcorrected. To all the kicks. All right, the kicks. right. Well, the first movie is it's the Power Rangers style of, I'm going to do something and you're going to flip. Yeah. yeah. I demonstrate my prowess by your flipping. <laughs> yeah, every every uh, received blow is met with an insane flip. Yeah, if you can't get a cartwheel or a somersault out of it, it didn't happen. Yep, that's right. <laughs> So now we, uh, uh, Johnny Cage, of course, was offered to fight in this tournament as well by a person he thought was his old mentor, but it turns out uh, uh, it was Shang Tsung, who preyed upon Johnny Cage's pride, because everyone thinks Johnny Cage is a fake and he's not a real fighter, which is true, actually. He's He's a Hollywood actor. Uh, but he's like, yo, you're one of the best martial artists in the world, and you're going to prove everyone wrong if you win this tournament. I'll tell everyone you're great. And he was like, good enough for me. I'll show up at this weird, creepy boat with 9,000 pieces of luggage. He does come with a lot of luggage. He comes with a fucking uh, uh, Princess from Spaceballs amount of luggage. luggage. Yeah. Fair. Like, I was waiting for the scene where they're just, like, carrying a giant trunk with a uh, novelty-sized hairdryer inside of it. I was waiting for the scene where Johnny Cage, like, learns a lesson about himself and his connection to the material world. That never happens. Oh, man. I was waiting for anybody to learn anything. <laughs> oh, you you gotta be kidding, because the end of this movie is life lesson upon life lesson. It yeah. is every inspirational speech your peewee coach gave you ever. Oh, my peewee coach just went, ah! <laughs> Your peewee coach was Dr. Teeth from the Electric Mayhem? No, it was Peewee Herman. <laughs> Get it? Ah! Oh! great. <laughs> Whatever that voice is. Oh, yeah. no. That's the word of the day! <laughs> Whatever, man. Yeah, don't be creeped out. He just masturbated in a public porn theater. I mean, like everybody there. does. <laughs> Why do you even have him? In, t- in, in his defense, it was in Sarasota, Florida. Right. Okay? That seems to me like Florida 101. Yeah, sure. I'm pretty sure it's legal to masturbate in a Denny's in uh, Sarasota. Guys, 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 I came to this pornographic theater surely to pay attention to the film on screen, <laughs> not to be distracted by this disruptive behavior of this ne'er-do-well. <laughs> Nor to sit in this puddle of loads. <laughs> God. Okay. That, that's going to be my puddle of mud cover band. <laughs> puddle of loads. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, they all end up at the dock. Johnny Cage is there with all of his uh, his his gear. Uh, Luke Kang walks by, and he's just... And Johnny Cage is like, Hey, I'm racist. Carry my bag. <laughs> and Luke Kang's like, Sure, give me your money. And then throws one of his bags in the ocean. 
That's probably the best this movie has yeah. to offer by the way of like social commentary. Because <laughs> <laughs> everything else, like I'd say every line directed at Sonya Blade, like nobody calls her Chicky Poo, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's implied. There's well heavily a lot of 90s misogyny is going on. Yeah, it's like they, everyone came from the fucking Casey Jones charm school. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, they all get on this big, dumb, creepy boat that has, I wouldn't say sails, it's got tatters. Yeah, it's got shredded sails. That somehow managed to catch wind. Nah, I'm, I, there's gotta be like an outboard in the back of that thing. <laughs> what do you think, like 60 horsepower back Yeah, there? yeah, probably, probably. Oh, it's definitely got a Hemi in it. <laughs> I wonder if they put Hemi in boats, John. Sure they do. Noted boatsman John. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Guys, I can look at any boat and tell you which way it's facing. I'm gonna actually take three to one that says you've never set foot on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, everyone wants to know. Yeah, yeah. Have you been on a boat? Never been on a boat? I've been on exactly one boat. <laughs> nice, nice, all right. Well, you get. I think it was in dry dock. (laughs) (laughs) It was at the boat museum. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Shang Tsung's big creepy boat pulls up, and he's gonna take everybody to the island of (laughs) Wind. Misfit toys. It's the island of misfit toys. I don't remember seeing the what was it the. Ned in a box or Yeah, what? the train with the square wheels. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure they use that. Uh, so anyways, they all get on the creepy boat. Uh, they all meet up with... Uh, uh, they're all tr- Sonya's trying to find Kano because she saw him running the boat. Liu Kang is just like, ah, I'm following you because... And then Johnny Cage is like, I'm following you because lady parts. Mm. Now, it, it seems like they're the only three people on this boat, which can't be true, because later on in the movie we see, a, like, hundreds of people disembarking this boat. Well, I mean, there's, like, a, an establishing dock shot of a bunch of people, like, hanging around. Right. You don't actually see them get on the boat. You just have to assume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, though that's just, you know, that's just good filmmaking technique. Yeah, most of this movie takes place in the theater of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta, you gotta pay attention to the scenes they don't show you. Right. To be fair, Theater of the Mind is way better than the Theater of Pain, the really <laughs> shitty Motley Crue album that Vince Neil dedicated to that guy he killed in that drunken car accident. <laughs> uh, so anyways... Boo! Boo? Boo, <laughs> boo Vince Neil. Oh, okay. I thought you were booing me shaming Vince Neil. <laughs> no, no. You're fine. Okay, good. <laughs> Tough break that guy Vince Neil killed. Yeah, the drummer from Hanoi Rocks. <laughs> And crippled two other people. I don't want to get into this. I, I, I'm, I, don't, I hate being the guy that ruins people's like heroes for them. Who has a hero that's Vince Neil? You'd be surprised. <laughs> but like just the Eddie idea. Eddie Van Halen, probably. <laughs> I mean, how much of a piece of shit do you have to be like, nah, not Brett Michaels. Vince Neil. I re- I have distinct memories in high school of someone reading the Motley Crue like bio book oh, that they the wrote. The dirt? Uh, and he was like, this book is so fucking, like, rad and hardcore. The last two words of this book are, fuck you. Uh. I mean, that book is, it's ap- it's absolutely insane. Because it's written by the members of Motley Crue. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just them telling stories about their life on the road. Which, like, in the 80s, you're like, whoa, you were on tour with Ozzy and you snorted red fire, Ozzy snorted red fire ants? That's awesome! But now you're like... 
Oh my god, that explains so much about Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> <laughs> He's got serious issues and yeah. needs help. Yeah. <laughs> Some problem. But yeah, like I hate being the person who like ruins people for like, they're like, I love John Lennon. He's so great. And I'm just like, He was a wife beating. He beat drunk. his wife. Yeah, he beat right. his wife. He was a drunk and he banned his kid. Yeah. Huge asshole. <laughs> He also left his wife, uh, as we all know, and then left that wife for another assistant. <laughs> He's a nice guy. Yeah. 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 All peace and love. He yeah. definitely had a type, which was not his wife. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he that... had a fetish for people who were not his wife. <laughs> yeah. Right? He had a, yeah. I mean, look, that doesn't change the fact that the music you wrote with the Beatles was good. It just means he's yeah, a guys, person. Imagine if we just, like, stopped having money. Fucking think about it, establishment. As he's like, <laughs> like spending millions of dollars on fucking booze and heroin with Harry Nilsson over a long <laughs> weekend. Uh, yeah. So okay, all right. They're on anyway, the creepy anyway, boat. They're on the boat. Raiden shows up. With John Lennon. Yeah. And Vince Neil. <laughs> I've heard this joke before. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the bartender says, "Why the dumb face?" <laughs> Anyways, you know the aristocrats. <laughs> Oh, man. So one of the... Uh, Raiden shows up. He gives the barest amount of exposition, basically saying, there's this tournament. It's called Mortal Kombat. We've, we will hear the words <laughs> Mortal Kombat, Kombat together. about 70 times throughout the we course will, of the film. We will hear the fact that this is a tournament battling the forces of Outworld? Outworld. Outworld. Uh, at least 50 times. Yes. Yeah. No one will elaborate on what that means or nope. who these people are no. or no. just... What's going on? No, I mean, it's, it's obvious. Outworld is the kids' palace out Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> it's where you send your kids. They have the ball pit and the big four-armed monsters. Buddy, I don't, <laughs> don't want to hit you where you live. <laughs> yeah. There's no such place in Outback Steakhouses. Your parents were just trying to leave you there. No! <laughs> no, but the slide came with a bread with a knife in it. <laughs> Yeah, that should have been your first clue that it wasn't real. Because the they ball just, pit was just gravel. They were just trying to have you fend for yourself by giving you a loaf of bread and a knife. Okay, so uh, Raiden explains that Mortal Kombat is a tournament between all the realms. Uh, and Outworld uh, is mostly between Outworld and the realm of Earth. And whichever side wins ten tournaments in a row can, like, open the portal to the other realm and, like, take control of it. So, right now, Outworld has won nine of the last, uh, nine of the last nine, nine tournaments. They've won the last nine tournaments. This will be the tenth. And so, Raiden, in his infinite wisdom, has chosen Sonya Blade, uh, nondescript police officer, <laughs> Johnny Cage, fake movie martial artist, and Liu Kang... Guy, guy who was who was running from his life as a martial artist to to fight in this tournament against the forces of evil and to teach them all a valuable lesson about fear and pride. Yeah, you gotta face that stuff. So <laughs> with your we face. Get, we get to the island. Uh, there's a big welcoming like uh, like ceremony dinner where they're serving what looks like either giant starfish or humongous shrimp. I can't tell. Yeah, maybe octopus. And they clearly don't want you to get that excited about it because they immediately come in and kick over all the tables of food. Yeah, 90 goons show up. <laughs> and they start wrecking up the place, which sounds impressive, except it's, uh, you know, like... They're, an, like, throwing pillows. Yeah, because it's all... It's a, it's a Moroccan feel to it. Right. It's, it's all... Right. 
floor tables and throw pillows. Yeah, and boy, so, do they throw those pillows. So hard. And boy, is it really underwhelming. And boy, do they have to bend down real far to flip <laughs> those tables over. So Shang, Shang Tsung shows up and he brings his two cronies, Scorpio and Sub-Zero. Scorpion. Scorpion. Scorpion, Scorpion and Sub-Two. <laughs> it's, uh, don't call me... Scorponok and... Negative one. Negative <laughs> and absolute zero. In Kelvin, people. <laughs> and they proceed... Spider with a tail <laughs> and... 32 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> Mr. 31. Freeze and Mr. Spear. So these dumb ninjas show up, uh, Sub-Zero and Scorpion, and they are introduced as being mortal enemies, but under the thrall as slaves to Shang Tsung. And in a show of martial arts might to show them what the tournament will be, they pit Scorpio, Sub-Zero, Sub-Zero. Yeah. Scorpio Zero, Scorpio Zero, versus just this muscly goon. Yeah, no, if you move the joystick back and forth between Scorpion and Sub-Zero fast enough before you hit select, you can actually make Scorp Zero. <laughs> and that was how you got Ermac. <laughs> no, you got that by crashing the arcade machine. Oh, okay. Because uh, Ermac, little known fact, was short for error macro, which is how you, when you service the arcade machine, you can see how many times it crashed. Hey, John, what kind of cables did those games use? <laughs> oh, boy. So we've got... You really want to get a super gun, which is the consumer-grade electronic that you can plug any arcade board into. That's got some BNC breakout cables that you can put into your PMC. Uh-huh. What's a PMC, John? A professional monitor. It's got... Uh, Wait, hold on. <laughs> PMC. You said professional monitor. What's the C for? Oh, you find that out later. Ah, that's one of those cables from the Department of Made-Up Acronyms. Okay, great. I buy cables from there all the time. All right. That's where I get my EFF. Is that like Tiger Direct? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you take your Tiger Electronics Mortal Kombat toy, you plug it directly into the monitor, and you get Mortal Kombat 3. Perfect. Okay, so, uh, Sub-Zero versus Goon. Wait, I didn't even tell you how many lines of resolution you get out of that. Don't care. The ship has sailed, John. So, Bring it back! Let's watch Hackers! No! 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 <laughs> we will never do that! So... I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's yeah, not it's possible. Sure. I'm pushing still for Johnny Mnemonic <laughs> once, look, look, once, Look, we still haven't gotten, like, Chuck Norris or Keanu Reeves or, like, Jason Statham on this podcast, this so I'm not going to go with Johnny Lee Miller yet. <laughs> what is the good Chuck Norris movie we're going to watch? Probably Delta Force? It has or to be, Missing right? in Action. It'd be one Missing of those two. Missing in Action, yeah, Missing yeah. in Action is on Hulu right now, Ooh. so maybe we could do that someday well. and just watch him shoot people in a jungle somewhere. He did a lot of like nom revenge movies. Yeah, I feel did. like that yeah, was his did. thing. Weird. It's almost like a window into his political views. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought that was what his Bowflex commercials were. Anyways, <laughs> Sub Zero. I was more Goon. of a the gazelle guy myself. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, Sub-Zero v. Muscly Goon. Muscly Goon does a bunch of kicks and punches in place to kind of show off his skill. Sub-Zero just conjures a terrible CGI blue ball and throws it at him as the guy jump kicks. He then turns to ice, crashes into a wall, and explodes into pieces. Into bits. Just like Simon Phoenix at the end of (laughs) Demolition Demolition Man. Man. 
two years later. Now, this is a great point in the movie where the philosophical bent really takes in, because this is clearly a Randian allegory for the fact that you can train as hard as you want. You'll never beat the guy who can just turn you into ice. Well, to be fair, that guy who can turn people into ice earned his ice powers. He absolutely did not. He did so. How did Sub-Zero get his ice powers? Uh, I mean, it's not like they tell us in the movie. (laughs) There's some weird backstory about him and, like, Scorpion were, like, friends and then enemies. So what happened was Scorpion killed Sub-Zero before he was Sub-Zero, and then he, Sub-Zero, in the afterlife, made a deal with some, like, ice elemental to come back to the mortal realm and exact his revenge. So how did Scorpion turn into a skull monster? I don't know. He's a fucking dumb skull monster. What do you want? <laughs> okay, great. And this has been... Great character work, Ed Boon, you big dumb dummy. <laughs> so anyways, uh, Shang Tsung is like, that's my shit. That's how it goes. Now get the fuck out of here. Well, meanwhile, uh, our, our friends, our heroes, Sonya Blade, Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, decide to go explore the castle. They come across Kano eating a insane feast, drinking from a pimp chalice of wine, yeah. and eating a giant turkey leg, um, or a giant chicken leg from the KFC test Like a mega leg. Yeah, <laughs> like mega leg. What I love is the environmental storytelling in this scene, because he's clearly, he's, he's eating the giant poultry leg. But next to him, wildly out of place, is like a three-layer vanilla frosted cake Cake with with one slice missing. So clearly he started with dessert and is working his way backwards from the meal. Because he's a rebel, John. I thought it was because he's from Australia and everything goes backwards. (laughs) (laughs) You eat dessert first, you end in salad. The toilet flushes counterclockwise. All the same. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. We get it. And they have Christmas (laughs) in summertime. It doesn't make any sense. That's true. Blockbusters during the winter. It's it's a mix up, muddled up, shook up world. <laughs> <laughs> ah, hot funk, cool punk, even if it's old junk, it's still Australia to me. <laughs> God bless the rains down in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never meant to be so bad to you, Australia. That's from the band Asia. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> So go- goons, go- goons, Stagshaw. So Kano- no, I like your extended club remix of our podcast. Goons, go- 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 goons, Mortal Kombat. Goons, 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 Uh, And he's talking to somebody, and that somebody is Prince Goro, General of the Armies of Underworld, and also an unconvincing puppet man. He's like eight feet tall, and he's got four awesome arms. Actually, the top two are pretty rad, but the second two are a little weak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's great is that 100% of the dialogue in this movie is characters reiterating to other characters stuff they already know just to get their backstory out. Right. Well, as you know, I killed Sonya's partner. <laughs> and that's why she's here down in this tournament. Fucking Mel Gibson's here. <laughs> it's amazing. They stop me before I get drunk and say some racist things. It's uh, me, American hero, Mel Gibson. Mel, I, can't, I gotta say, I'm really looking forward to seeing you in Daddy's Home too. 
Look out, mate. Diddy's home. <laughs> I hope you did your homework. I did. I watched The Beaver and uh, Get the Gringo before this. So I'm pretty Those are my finest movies. They're not. I won three Oscars for those. And let's <laughs> no, not forget what women want. I know that because I was in that movie. <laughs> Bye, Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for stopping in. Guys, sorry, I was in the kitchen getting another beer. Did I miss anything famous? <laughs> anything? No, just Mel Gibson. Ew. <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah, he's... Wait a minute. More like Hack Director Ridge. Oh, instead of Hacksaw Ridge, that movie no one saw. But was nominated for Oscars. That's got Spider-Man in it, I think. Yeah, but the shitty Spider-Man that no one liked. Oh, Toby yeah. McSpider-Man? No! Andrew Garman, oh, Spider-Man. I think, Andrew I Gar think, No, I think Mark and I get to challenge you to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> Toby McSpider-Man. Uh, so anyways, uh, it's yeah. pronounced Spitterman, <laughs> So anyways, Goro, the forearm prince of the uh, whatever. He's just a big... He's <laughs> a big of the He's a big shitty puppet man. Yeah, he and is. he's terrible. And he walks over and uh, he knocks the wine bowl into Kano's lap and he's like, you're a piece of shit. And then Shang Tsung shows up and he's like, yeah, you are a piece of shit. <laughs> now go fight Sonya. Cut to the, uh, well, cut to the heroes wandering around. They end up fighting some goons. They dispatch them in a pretty unconvincing fashion. Then Raiden shows up and he's like, you think you're pretty cool, huh? What are you going to do about those goons? Then there's more goons that they're gonna fight, and then Raiden's like, I don't think so. Yeah, he does the Wayne Knight Jurassic Park. Uh uh uh. Yeah. <laughs> I Except his fingers spark. Word. Uh, I said, yeah, he goes one little spark of lightning from his finger. He's like, I don't think so. And then everyone's like, oh no! Yeah, I mean, again, I couldn't shoot a single spark from my hand. Yeah. I guess in that way it's kind of impressive. I don't know. I'd have to get electrocuted first to, you know, really prove the point. It's like Jubilee. Sparks. Oh, no. Ah! That's Sparks. God damn it. Monkey's using tools. (laughs) (laughs) It's not what we meant. You just give me a couple hundred years until I figure out how to put this rock on the stick, and then you'll really be sorry. (laughs) Joke's on you, jerk turkeys. I got the giant obelisk from 2001. I know how to throw bones in the air. Oh, no. My civilization requests you. We'll trade you sparks for bones. All right, but, you know, you got to take the giant space baby in that trade. That's fine. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty hungry. (laughs) And everyone knows Star Baby is a delicacy. Anyways. Fighting goons, they walk away from the goons. Cut to Raiden being like, this is your destiny. You're going to win this fight. Oh, blah, God, blah, right? blah, blah, blah. It's a lot blah, of blah, 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 blah shit. It's a tell. video game cutscene. The, the first hour of the movie is a video game, game cutscene. Then the last, like, 30 minutes is just nonstop horse shit fighting. Yeah. So we get the first fight of the tournament. It's Liu Kang versus a guy. A guy. With a stick. They're stick uh, the amazing rando. Yeah. I don't think he's that. I think he's more like a jaguar type guy. Because every time he gets up and he goes, Rah! you also hear a, Rah! like a cat roar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they fight for a little bit until Liu Kang beats him with a double kick to the chest that totally collapses his lungs. Shang Tsung takes his soul. Uh, then there's some uh, Sonya Blade versus Kano. 
That's stupid. Yeah, but she <laughs> she ends it in like a weird hurricane rana that she doesn't throw him with. She just rolls him over and breaks his neck with her calves. She breaks his neck with a dope pun. Because <laughs> he's on the ground saying, Come on, give me a break. Give me a break. And she says, I'll give you a break, all right. And she does not mean a Kit Kat bar. She means I'm going to sever your spinal column from the rest of your body yeah. with my thighs. And she does it. And she Guys, does. what great likable heroes we have so far. You know, she, so far? She is technically the only one of our like heroes that legitimately, like, uh, I guess. No, not true no, no. at all. That's true. Yeah, that's all true of our heroes killing. have blood on they their They do hands. all kill people, you're right. pretty vicious. She's just the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is Rambo first blood part And to be one. fair, she killed someone back in that club by putting a shotgun blast into his gut. No, no, no he's fine. wearing a, he's got a chest armor on. Yeah, she but it clearly penetrated like, the chest armor because he had blood pouring out of his mouth. Well, that's because he flew Mark, back and Mark, landed Mark, hard Mark, on Mark, table. Mark, Mark, think about this. If he got shot in the chest, why would he bleed out of his mouth? Check mate. Damn, he's got you there. Physics and shit. Boom! Hold on a second, give me a second. Flip the board! Set it up for checkers! King me! Because the blood's coming up from his stomach, dum-dum! Woo! <laughs> uh, I see your retort, and I <laughs> defend with this thusly. Flip the board! Flip the board! Go to backgammon! Go to backgammon! It's the only way to win! I flip into three-dimensional battleship! No! Stomachs aren't in chests, idiot! Uh, alright, I'm gonna flip this right over. <laughs> alright, alright. And we're gonna get some Give me more. Uh, we're gonna get some fucking, uh, 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 sorry with sorry, the. Sorry, sorry. Pac- what's the one with the little. The Popomatic. The Popomatic bubble. Yeah, that's sorry. Is it? Pacock. Pacock, he said. Pacock. Actually, your stomach is much higher. Uh, your stomach the, it is much higher in your body than your tum tum. It's actually closer <laughs> to your chest, John. Ah, yeah. I was in. I worked in a pharmacy for 10 years. I know so much about medical shit. It'll blow your fucking. Mind. You know Lipitor's for cholesterol? Fuck you! You know Valtrex is for fucking herpes? Fuck you! Do you know Viagra used to be for blood pressure, but they found out to give you a boner? Fuck you! Did you know Latisse, which is made to give you longer eyelashes, is just glaucoma medication that they rebranded and added 20 extra dollars on the price for? Fuck you, John! Fuck that board! See what happens! Oh, oh. I solemnly tip over my last sorry piece. You have bested me, Good sir, truly, you are the Bobby Fisher of flipping table games. (laughs) (laughs) Someday they'll make a movie about me with Joe Montana. (laughs) I'm sorry I yelled at you, John. (laughs) I'm I'm on on my way to accepting your apology. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe a visit from Raiden will help? Speaking of Raiden, this fucking movie is still going on. Yeah, yeah. there's a bunch of more dumb fights. Um, Just like random. No, fights. this is pretty much where we get to the part where we have Goro comes out and throws like 40 people on, on gravel. Well, before we, that, we have uh, 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 Liu Kang versus. Sub-Zero. Uh, Sub-Zero. No, 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 Katana. No, Katana. He bites right. Princess Katana because she's all full of hints and tips and shit. Exactly. She is the uh, the, the LucasArts hint line of the yeah. movie. <laughs> Whenever Liu Kang is stuck, she... Well, first off, she tells him before he gets stuck, she gives him a hint. Uh, the next time you fight, you must use the thing that gives you life. And he's like, what? And then Shang Tsung's like, Katana, no! <laughs> uh, then Liu Kang... Uh, no, then uh, Johnny, Johnny Cage, Cage 
is just walking through a very symmetrical forest. Very symmetrical. And uh, he fights and Scorpion. Yeah. Who I guess is his mortal enemy this whole time? Yeah, it's kind of weird because Scorpion shows up and he yells, Get over here! You know, that classic one line that he's got in history. Yeah. Uh, and then his harpoon that we all know of very well comes out of his hand, but instead of being like just a, a, a spear thing with a rope that he throws, it's like a crocodile yeah, monster like that comes out of his hand. Or something? Yeah. And not, not only can he like shoot it forth, but it also has a range of like thousands of yards. And yeah. is sentient and can like dodge and turn and chase a target. Yeah. yeah, it ends up getting wrapped around a bunch of trees so it's just out of Johnny Cage's like reach or of reaching Johnny Cage. At this point, Johnny Cage is just up against a tree. He can just grab this thing and like pummel it to death but instead he just goes <laughs> and then he runs away eventually uh, him and Scorpion shoots it again and it like he dodges out of the way at the last second and it like smacks against a tree and just and um, dies, and dies. dies. Yeah, which no. to me is, seems like why would you even use that thing and then he pulls it back into his hand yeah like a like a vacuum cord Wait, when like, you're done cleaning which for is the by day. the way is a great way to get yourself like viruses in nah, the face. Scorpion's very current on his tetanus shot he is okay. also a flame skeleton <laughs> that's true because after that Johnny Cage unleashes his famous shadow kick uh, one which, of the many secret moves, uh, special moves in the game that is translated the movie, which is basically just him jumping in the air and leaving behind a trail of himself. Yeah, cursor but, trail. But uh, uh, Scorpion is like, nuh-uh, and somehow conjures a portal? Yeah. And then they end up in like... I don't know. In like, like a high, uh, in like a private high school production of Pirates of Penzance. Yeah, but it's it a all, boneyard. Yeah, it is all railings and scaffolding and then a boneyard at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's like Pirates of Penzance as designed by H.R. Giger. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they, they have a little a little Pirates fight. Pirates Penzance and Jason and the Argonauts. Look <laughs> at all the skeletons. That's Ray Harryhausen. <laughs> I said H.R. Giger. Guys, you're both right. It was Ray Harryhausen, and yes, Patrick, there were skeletons in the movie. <laughs> Smart boy. Uh, I'm patronizing you. Yeah. Okay, good. just so you knew. Yeah. I, I, I just didn't want Whatever, that to man. go above your head. There's and hey, a lot of other skeleton monsters, though. You can also patronize us on Patreon.com. We don't have a Patreon. Don't just fold some money into an envelope that says, to buy a counts of beers. Yeah. Set it adrift in the river of your choosing, and it will find its way to us. True, true. That is how we get all of our money. <laughs> well, but the that... baskets by the river. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we get them just like people received Moses or the baby in Willow. (laughs) Yeah. Same kind. Here's the thing, though. If the money gets all wet, pre-laundered. Oh! Air horn noise. Air horn noise. Uh, Okay, so uh, Johnny Cage and Scorpion fight a little bit longer until Scorpion rips off his mask to reveal that he is a skeleton monster. monster. Um, Johnny Cage throws a spear that he finds and it cuts Scorpion's arm a little and fire and lava come out. Yeah, he yeah, bleeds. Lava. It's not he bleeds qu- lava. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's a weird orange goo that burns. Yeah, it's lava. Then he hits him with a shield that cuts open his chest. More lava and fire come out. It screams. Then he fucking cuts off the top of its skull and more fire more comes lava. out. And then he explodes. Blows. 
It's the best and part. And as of the Johnny movie. Cage is jumping slow motion away from the explosion, cut to an autographed picture of Johnny Cage falls onto the floor, signed to my biggest fan, <laughs> Johnny Cage. Because you see, it wasn't a fatality. It was friendship. Oh! <laughs> uh, uh, meanwhile, uh, uh, friendship is a finishing move that you can use in Mortal Kombat 2 instead of a fatality. I realize that that's just stroke gibberish to anyone who is in any way <laughs> unfamiliar with the uh, fucking inner workings of Mortal Kombat fatalities. True. True. Thank you, John, for clarifying. Much like this entire movie is just a strain of gibberish if you're not already very well versed in the minutia of Mortal <laughs> that Kombat. That is absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, it was not made for, like, lay people. For normies. <laughs> So now Liu Kang uh, fights Sub-Zero. Uh, Sub-Zero, they, they only fight for a little bit. This is one of the better fights, the beginning of it, uh, because obviously Robin Shu, who plays Liu Kang, he was a fight choreographer. The guy who plays Sub-Zero, I think, is the guy who did the motion capture for him in the game. Uh-huh. So, like, they both have legitimate, like, martial arts skill. So this fight's actually pretty decent at first uh, until it just turns into uh, Sub-Zero... Uh, conjuring a tiny ball of blue and then making a ice force field. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like bigger and bigger. He's like the, slowly gonna fill the room. With it's the ice uh, like Sub Zero equivalent of the Kamehameha yeah, from right. Dragon Ball. He's like supercharging it. Yeah, and so then Princess Katana shows up in the doorway, looks at Liu Kang, does not open her mouth, and you hear her voice again say, "Use the element that brings life." And he's like, "Oh." And then he literally goes, oh, water! Yeah. <laughs> Picks up a bucket and just throws it at him. The water comes out, forms into a spear, stabs Sub-Zero in the chest. He turns into an Iceman. Fight Liu Kang. Yeah. Uh, now. Which is as close as this movie gets to irony. Yes. <laughs> then there's a bunch of more, like, fucking talk em ups uh, and basically, <laughs> Raiden's like, here's your fears. You have too much pride. You're stupid. I don't want to waste my time. This is all literal dialogue from <laughs> yeah, the movie. He yeah. literally lines our three heroes up and says, here's your character flaw. You're too prideful, Johnny Cage. Here's your character flaw, Sonya Blade. I'm too close to your ear right now because yeah. I've read the game. Right. Too weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's... Uh, it, it's it's a shame that all the the character the character definition comes an hour and fifteen minutes into the movie <laughs> after we spent so much time with well, them. He wants to give you their stats. You can select one for the final fight. Sure. Uh, yeah, a- this is like a Mr. Payback, the movie where you vote for the next scene. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, uh, Goro has entered the tournament at the behest of Shang Tsung, and he begins just wiping the floor with Mook after Goon oh, after man. Mook. Uh, and now, so many guys fall on so many fairly large rocks. And then uh, we see the the uh, full Goro fights. Goro versus Art Lean, who uh, we met early in the movie, but is really inconsequential. He was just given a name, so you feel a little bit of pathos when he's murdered by Goro. Yeah. He gets a couple hits in, but Goro eventually just squeezes him with his bottom arms and then, like, chops his head uh, and kills him. Uh, as a fatality in Flo's victory. And then Johnny Cage is like, I'm a fight Goro. And so Johnny Cage fights Goro in the dumbest fight in movie history. Hey, he opens with a dick punch. Well, yeah. he opens with taking off his sunglasses and going, uh, was it, let's go to work? Or, uh, let's, 
Let's dance. Let's dance. Let's That's dance. right. That's his catchphrase because he said it earlier. Goro steals his sunglasses and smashes them in his palm. And then Johnny Cage retorts with splits and punch to the groin. Dick punch. A yeah. Van Damme move. That's From left over, yeah, yeah, left over in the coding of the game right. slash movie. Right. Goro apparently, like Wolfman, got nards and goes down. <laughs> um, and Pretty that, hard. He's upset. Yeah, he's very upset. And then Shang Tsung's like, "Follow him." Johnny Cage runs to a cliff. Goro gets to him. They kick and fight for a little bit. And then Johnny Cage... A very little bit. A very yeah. little bit. Johnny Cage comes in from behind, kicks him a couple of times, and then kicks him right off the cliff. Yeah, just kicks him off a fucking cliff. And he's like, John, your favorite line in the movie. Those were $500 sunglasses, asshole. And despite having four arms, Goro will be clinging to a cliff with one hand. One hand that has three fingers. The three fingers. Like, never do those other arms even, like, try to get anything. No. Those other Fuck. arms, Patrick, are very expensive for the special effects. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the, they will no longer be appearing in this movie. You mean the, the cut-rate claymation guys they found? <laughs> like, the sub-California raisin bullshit they did in this movie? What I love is that they, like, they clearly didn't use any, like, makeup effects or anything it is it is like somebody inside of just a giant rubber suit yeah and the lips are all like animatronic lips like the ninja turtles except way fucking worse they match nowhere close to the syllables that are coming out of this dumb idiot's mouth which is probably why they only filmed one scene of him talking and the rest of the movie is him just going Uh, but anyway, Goro lets go like a dum-dum and falls into some clouds, I guess? Always hold on. Yeah. Clearly. Never let go, Jack. Never Duh. let go. We know this. Seriously, Goro. You gotta hold on for one more day. Someday somebody's gonna make you want to turn around and say goodbye. Someday. You know, somebody once told me that the world was gonna roll me. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with all her right, finger in her mouth. All right, now I'm pretty all sure right, right. Right. Patrick and I, pretty sure Patrick and I get to challenge you to Mortal Kombat. Yeah, now. no, you can't bring Smash Mouth well, into the podcast. Well, guys, the years start coming and they don't stop no, coming. No, you can stop now. <laughs> well, you guys, must stop I, now. I have to say this, John. It ain't no joke. <laughs> I'd like to buy the world a toke and see the world sing in perfect harmony and snuff the fires and the liars. I know it's just a song, but it's spice for the recipe. It's just a love attack. I know when out, but it's back. It's just like any fad. It comes back before it retracts. <laughs> you guys, you might as well be walking on the sun is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah I yeah. match you a Smash Mouth with first Smash Mouth. Oh, this guy over here, he's a King Kong Loch Ness zombie with no conscience. I am dead inside. <laughs> That's not a Kanye verse. <laughs> no, it's from, it's a, from a, it's a song by Muse. <laughs> <laughs> Love that band. <laughs> dead inside. <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, not a bad song. Anyways, moving on. Uh, but there's a lot of farty sense in it. So. Yeah, it was anyways. programmed on a Genesis sound chip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all 16 bit shit. Uh, so, anyways. Full of robot farts. So now Shang Tsung is pissed. He kidnaps Sonya Blade. His plan is to challenge Sonya to the final fight in Mortal Kombat, and he's going to now win. Uh, but then they're like, oh, if she doesn't say yes, he can't fight her. Let's follow them to Outworld. And Raiden's like, I can't go to there. And they're like, good. Yeah. <laughs> then they but jump you all that, guy's, that guy's been banned from Outback Steakhouse for years. But he does give the immortal lines of just, you guys have all learned everything you need to learn. <laughs> yeah. 
Th- have they? I can't though? teach you anymore. You haven't taught us anything. No, yeah, he told them what their fears were and how to laugh like a maniac. <laughs> yes. Then they jump into the abyss goo from the Capri Sun commercials of yeah. the 90s. No, it's the body of Alex Mack. Yeah, they fly to our world, where they are immediately beset with the worst CGI ever, Reptile, who has showed up several times throughout the movie. This is the first time we've brought it up. I don't. And then somehow Reptile gets sucked into a statue, and that statue turns into another ninja called Reptile. They fight. This fight's actually pretty good too, because yeah. again, it's real fighters. Yeah. Uh, until also, I'm not entirely convinced that the actor that does Sub Zero doesn't also do Reptile. Oh, he very likely does. Guy. Yeah. Uh, so then, like, he kicks fucking Reptile's ass until he turns back into a statue filled with bugs and worms and snakes and you shit. You know, Reptile and, stuff. Yeah, and yeah. then he, Reptile, falls back out of the statue for reasons we're not sure of, and he has yeah. to kill the little Reptile Reptile. Yes. And then uh, they go and finally come up to, we see, like, Sonya Blade, and she's, like, all tied up and chained. And she's been teased her hair up and yeah. put in a weird leather dress thing. Yeah, it looks like she's, they wanted, like, to dance on the hood of a Camaro in a White Snake video yeah, or something like that. Um, and she's like, I'm never going to fight you, because now all of a sudden, even though I was a strong, independent woman, I'm a helpless female victim. Like, whatever. Well, I'm going to call in my army of monks that I have at the ready for reasons I will not explain. Correct. Uh, she says no to the fight. Liu Kang and Shanks, uh, Liu Kang and Johnny Cage show up, and he's like, and Katana, oh, and and Princess Katana, and she's like, it doesn't count. And then he's like, fine, I pick Johnny Cage, and Liu Kang's like, no, you fight me. <laughs> yeah, and Katana's like, nah, you gotta fight him. <laughs> and then they fight, and this is the first like, this is the only great fight in the movie. Yeah. Well, first off, this this is the third time we have heard the immortal Mortal Kombat theme song in the movie, but it's the first time that it actually feels earned. Yeah. Right. It's time for that. Mortal Mortal Kombat theme song. Because it, it starts out, you know, real, real slow with the percussion drums in it, and it's got that synth up. Test your might. <laughs> <laughs> you know, from that mini game where uh, you would tap the button real fast. How did I no. miss my career? I could, as I could being do, I could, I could break the wood, I could break the concrete, but when it got to brick, I could never get past brick. Oh, interesting. Diamond was after that. Never even saw it. Strange. What the hell are we talking about right now? The mini games the mini in Mortal game Kombat. Right. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. I don't you remember don't... the mini games in Mortal Kombat. That's because yeah. you're a fucking casual. Whoa. Oh. Yeah, buddy. Look at this guy. Never got past the third fighter. What? No, 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 no. I didn't just. I bet this guy's never even played a uh, combat cart. Whoa! <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> what the hell is combat cart? It's kind of right there in the name. It's a Mortal Kombat minigame where you're racing go-karts. <laughs> it's Mario Kart with Mortal Kombat characters. It's a lot better than Tekken Bowling. Is this part of the eight-player Mortal Kombat party? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta spin the analog stick real fast. <laughs> right. it, it gives you a big blister on the palm of your hand. So Shang Tsung and Liu Kang finally fight, uh, but not before... Uh, Shang Tsung like they fight for a little while it's a really good fight actually it's really good until finally uh, Shang Tsung escapes and like jumps up to like the top of this thing and then he he calls up all these like like, six other guys (laughs) to come fight that's right he calls up like six other like dead war like a samurai uh, like a boxer a a bunch of shirtless guys yeah a bunch of just shirtless hunks Uh, and then (laughs) Liu Kang dispatches the hunks um, (laughs) which is 
definitely the name of my spin-off <laughs> Mortal Kombat story. Liu Kang dispatches the Hung. It's also the name of my uh, Mortal Kombat gay porn. Well, you gotta understand that Hunk in this context is the Hunk unlockable character from uh, Resident Evil 2 Mercenaries mode. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that Hunk, the Tofu yeah. block? No, that's Tofu. Okay. <laughs> Hunk is Hunk. And You're thinking of tofu, okay. the giant block of tofu. Sure, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Although Hunk does eat tofu at the end of his uh, scenario. Oh, okay, good. Uh. Cool. Uh. So uh, Shang Tsung and Liu Kang fight a little bit more. Uh, Shang Tsung uh, conjures, like, the fucking bat-out-of-hell skeleton from the meatloaf cover <laughs> uh, and then turns into Liu Kang's brother, and he's like, I came to save you, and he's like, you're not my brother. Because I literally just saw you Shang Tsung morph into my dead brother. Although it takes an unreasonable amount of time for him to come to that conclusion. <laughs> it really does. The event, him and Shang Tsung fight some more until finally uh, Liu Kang, he gives him like the bicycle kick. Oh, he did that to Reptile, no, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, see, what happens in this is Shang Tsung uh, raises some spikes. Yeah, yeah, for no reason. Yeah, four for spikes. Now, the floor spikes come up through the gold plating of the Mortal Kombat emblem, which means you have to replace that emblem every time you call up the spikes. That is just oh, yeah. gold leaf. It's real cheap. You just <laughs> put it over, like, the the nickel on the floor. Sure, you shave it off into some vanilla ice cream and charge people $90. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, exactly. Cool. Yeah, uh, so they fight a little bit more until finally uh, Liu Kang, like, harnesses his chi... Or something. Yeah. How the fuck this guy shoots a fireball out of his hands has never been explained. Yeah, but he does... Uh, and he does it right into Shang Tsung's gut and then knocks him off onto a spike and then all of his souls come out just and into a giant like laser beam uh, that you've seen in the end of every superhero movie of the last five yeah. years mm-hmm. uh, the big sky beam and also the end of the movie Cocoon um, <laughs> and then Shang, and his brother like Liu Kang's brother's soul comes out steps out of the light touches his hand he's alive yeah, he's, he's a real person he's at least corporeal yeah. yeah and he's like one of these days we'll be reunited. Bye. <laughs> then just like jumps back into the goo hole yep. light and flies away. Right. Uh, cut to parade of children. Yeah. With yeah. the blue and white flags. Because I guess those are the colors for Earth? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Cubs then, win! Cubs win! Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I was at the party for when the Cubs won, and there was a lot more kids than that. <laughs> I believe it. There, my God, the city has never gone through such bad whiplash than those few months because the Cubs won. And, and then ent- Donald Trump won. Right. Like, a week later. So it was like amazing. There was, there was this giant exuberance of, like, like, getting on the train the next morning, it just felt like everyone was like, yeah, we're all in this together, you guys. <laughs> it's like the fucking end of Ghostbusters 2, where, like, you know, you know, you, you New know. York, you Nork, only you Nork, you Nork, Prince of the Underground of New York. Ah, the old Big Peach. I love like, that city. You know, uh, the Big Apple. Uh, they all get behind the Statue of Liberty. We had Your all. Love is looking me uh, that's that's totally what the city felt like. It felt like we had all gotten behind the the win of the Cubs. We were all riding high, and then yeah, like a week later, the election is called for Trump, and literally, I could feel the tears. Oh, people's hearts because all of a shoes. sudden, because all of a sudden, it, it stopped being like Jack, like fucking awesome Jackie Wilson songs, and it was everybody was just like, I hurt myself. <laughs> 
to see if I still bleed. <laughs> this just got real sad, real yeah, fast. Real fast. Uh, so anyways, uh, we see our heroes now walking up uh, back to the Temple of Light. And they're like, ha ha, we did it. And Raiden's like, I knew you could. And they're like, did you, Raiden? he's like, no, I have no idea, actually. I'm real stupid. Um, and then uh, a really terrible CGI storm shows up. It explodes the Temple of Light. Explodes the Temple and of Light. And it's Shao Kahn. And now, by the way, there is nobody else around anymore except the four or people. The five. Every, the five. Katana's the five, there. Because right. they all literally just apparently disappear. They're all yeah. left. These four are left behind. <laughs> they go up to fucking Nick Cage, Kirk Cameron world. <laughs> and then Shao Kahn is just like, now it's time for the real fight. And they're like, huh, karate pose. Credits. I haven't had an ending with that big of a cliffhanger since Cowboys versus Ali- or Dinosaurs. That's right, yeah. The Pterodactyl. It's Shao Kahn and the Pterodactyl. They're practically the same. Uh, I was that's going to be the name of my new punk band, Shao Kahn and the Pterodactyls. <laughs> I like it, right? It's good. Yeah. It's gonna be like kind of like reggae surf punk inspired. I mean, oh, nice! Ooh, that's good. Be. I like yeah. it. I like yeah. it. Yeah, a little dance hall like oh, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really good. Yeah. That's good shit. The three eleven. Um, <laughs> we laugh at this, but my manager has a three eleven tattoo. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> Talk about life choices. Right? Oh, and like, he doesn't regret this at all. Whoa! Come on, buddy! A 311 tattoo? <laughs> Is it visible? Uh, no, it's on his back, but he does have a 311 hat that he wears to <laughs> meetings. <laughs> so that every time somebody's gonna be like, oh, do you like 311? He's like, do I? He's like, rips his shirt off. Like Hulk Hogan style. Yeah, just flexes his back. You can hear, as his muscles contract, you can hear it just being like, some shitty song we did. <laughs> That's the thing. Amber I- is the color of my energy. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know what your life experience is when 311 really, really hits you where you live. <laughs> Guys, just think about that. If you like, think that that's bad. I was just thinking about this the other day. There's probably thousands of people, thousands of people that have Limp biscuit tattoos right now. And it just brings me so much joy. Because they probably got them on their, like, arm or something. And they go to a job interview and they're like, why would you like to walk at the prestigious law firm of Johnson, Hamilton, and Poops? And he's like, well, I went to Harvard Law and I think that... Excuse me before you continue. Is that a... Is that a uh, uh, the cover of Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water tattooed on your hand? Yes, sir. It reminds me that Rock Gotta Have Faith. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Uh, credits to Mortal Kombat, and that's the end. And now it is time for Bullet Points. <laughs> and we are back with our very first bullet point. Body count! Get over here! Body counts. John, what's your body count from Mortal Kombat? I'm gonna say 12. Patrick, body count? Six! Ooh, playing by Price's Right rules. John Rooney is the winner! I did it! Wow, finally. I feel like Patrick always wins, and now, John, it is your turn to win. You have now... You are the champion of Outworld. Congratulations. The body count is 18. Whoa. (laughs) Nice. 
To be fair, like, 12 of those are just random goons that we see flop down onto gravel ah, by yeah, Goro. So, enough, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, 18. Not a lot. Not a lot for a fucking R-rated video game noted for its extreme violence. Extreme violence. <laughs> sure, but I mean, even in the video game, there were, what, the first one had, like, nine selectable characters? I think it's, like, eight. Yeah, yeah. It's not very many. Sure. So it's not like they have this giant cast to pull from. Yeah. That's true, but Goro counts as two, because he's got four arms. He does. I guess you got me there. And Shang Tsung, that's another one. He he's counts got, like, as, like, 500. Yeah. Shang Tsung counts as, like, thousands. To fight Shang Tsung isn't to fight one opponent, but to fight... Thousands. Well, fair enough. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I always just camped in the corner as Sonya Blade doing uh, her backpack B projectile move. Sure. And the ra- First off, the projectile itself is huge and really hard to avoid. And second off, it, like, dazes the opponent in a way that no other projectile does. So you can just, like, stun lock any opponent yeah. on the corner of the screen. Yeah. That's true. Dope. <laughs> Moving on to our next bullet point Best kill What, no? You don't have another sound effect? Nope, I'm all tapped out Oh, yeah. great yeah. The, I, the only uh, Reptile There you go cool. Good enough <laughs> Best kill Patrick, best kill I'm gonna go Toasty <laughs> I'm going to go with the uh, Johnny Cage toss a guy at the turnbuckle Sonya Blade clothesline combo. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not much, but it's the only clothesline in the whole movie. And there's just a little like, ah, it's like Deacon Jones. Is how I feel about it. Uh, it's pronounced Duncan Jones. Deacon. No, it's directed. pronounced Deacon. It's pronounced Deacon Blues. <laughs> They call Alabama the Crimson Tide. God. Oh, hey, uh, speaking of people that we mentioned who die, uh, half of Steely Dan passed away. Whoa. Yeah, bye, Walter Brecker. And that other guy? Uh, you are no longer reeling in the years. Stowing away the time. Have you had enough of tears? Can you Have borrow you some of mine? Oh, man, I thought that was reeling in the our musical podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I, if we... I, I I don't own a single Steely Dan album. I have one of their, like, compilation greatest hits. But if you asked me tomorrow to start a Steely Dan podcast, I would be fucking there. <laughs> well, John, speaking of somebody who owns every Steely Dan album, including their two 2000s album, uh, their two late period albums, um, uh, I would... Totally do a Steely Dan podcast with you. I'm all um, about it. That said, I'm pretty sure there gotta be one already. But it's not like this, where like we're the only people doing a movie podcast. Right, right, exactly. Uh, I feel like Steely Dan podcasts <laughs> are just strewn about the podcast landscape. But yes, uh, you I got yeah, totally you got do. you got Steely Dan, Steely Man. Uh, you got <laughs> Dan's of Steel, yeah. the music of Steely Dan, yeah. uh, Steely Hearted Missile Dan. Uh, which is the uh, it's the Steely Dan podcast done by the crew from the Right Stuff the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ricky, yeah. don't lose that podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, that one's kind of a silly one. Yeah. <laughs> Potty Sattva. Moving on. Uh, so, uh, anyways, uh, John, best kill. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say just by default the uh, Shang Tsung death at the end of the movie because uh, it feels like it's the only one with actual impact. Uh, most other deaths in this movie is just a character falling down. Yeah. 
Sure. Uh, this one has, uh, first off, it has a kick from a high place, which yep. is always great. Always good. Basically a railing death. Yes, mm-hmm. except no railing, so it's even better. Yeah. Uh, he splats on the floor, spike through the chest, and then souls bursting out of his deceased body, which really... When you kind of stop to think about it, Shang Tsung had a very interesting life where he met lots of people. (laughs) (laughs) And killed them all. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, to be fair, some of the people's souls he took, he didn't kill. They're like he yeah, took them from he noticed all the that, people. right? He didn't like he could have people killed. And yeah, just take he was their that soul. shitty dude on your Halo team that would just snipe your kill after you got the opponent's shield down. Right, right. Like he's a dick. He's a real piece of shit. Also, how long does the soul just like hang out in the body for Shang Tsung to just roll up casually and take it? Yeah, like at what? Like I guess uh, what is that? A uh, seven grams? Where it's like, how much does a soul weigh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like when exactly does the soul leave the body? No, you gotta wait until you get the death farts. Sure. That's when the soul goes out. Yeah. Oh, is when you void your balls? Yeah. yeah. And the soul is gone. So what you're saying is Shang Tsung is literally full of shit. Right. Nailed Boom. it. Yeah. All right, Mark, Whoa. best kill. Uh, John, I don't know what you're talking about, about none of the kills having impact. Uh, We're about to talk Scorpion. When Scorpion died, <laughs> it really impacted me because he turned out of nowhere into a skeleton man who bleeds lava and then had his head sliced off with a sh- fucking shield somehow. It's amazing. It's the only kill of the movie that counts because <laughs> he gets harpooned in the arm, goo comes out, catches on fire, and the whole time he just stands there going... Then he gets cut in the chest, more hot fire goo. Sliced in the head, hot fire goo brain, still screaming. He's still not dead. He just raises his hands to his head. Johnny Cage runs away, and then he explodes, John. He explodes. It's the only good explosion in this movie. It might be the only explosion in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, John. Yeah, weirdly enough, I forgot about that entire sequence. (laughs) He explodes so good. This movie and is... And then he, Johnny Cage leaves his sweet headshot behind. <laughs> this movie is its own eternal sunshine of the spotless <laughs> mind. This movie is the directives from uh, Mission Impossible, where it will self-destruct in your memory after you've chosen it. <laughs> John's just voiding his brain so Shang Tsung can have the movie back. Got yeah, it. Understood. Exactly. Cool. All right. Well, that... I remember having such a passionate argument in grade school because some fucking idiot kid on the playground kept yelling Nuh-uh! It's Shang Tusk! Oh. God, you went to a stupid school. I really did. (laughs) Don't ever go to Paxtonia Elementary. (laughs) It's a place for idiots and dum-dums. And probably people with 311 tattoos. Uh, Moving on on to our next uh, bullet point. There really are very few weapons used in this movie, so we can't do best weapon. War crimes, it's really not a It's a pan-dimensional fighting tournament, so we don't ever actually know what the laws are. Correct. So there's clearly a handbook that Liu Kang has read that Raiden also gives. But here's the thing. It's prime directive syndrome, where anytime anyone brings up the rules, it's to explain why they're going to not follow them. Correct, yes. So, with that being said, it's time to bring back that old standby, Fave Mall Restaurant! Woo! <laughs> Favorite Mall Restaurant! Patrick! Favorite mall restaurant! The A&W! Whoa! Oh, yeah. It's got corn dog bites! 
Go, man. I feel like yeah. I feel like we've done A and W, but that might I'm just sure be an have. honorable mention, so I'm okay with it. Haven't we done favorite mall restaurants before? Twice. Yes. It's <laughs> our it's our listener favorite recurring bit. No, uh, fuck it then. Manchu walk! Oh, okay, right. The uh the uh uh what was like what'd you call it? The, the sort of like precursor to, to Panda, Panda Express. Express. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or a yeah. shitty man's Panda Express. Yeah. Of those two. I used to love Manchu Walk. Fuck yeah, Manchu Walk. Because you could get the three protein dinner with white rice. Mm-hmm. See, I used to work at uh, in an amusement park where we had a walk and roll. <laughs> oh, sure, okay, <laughs> that was pretty good. I nice, I like that. John, favorite mall restaurant? I'm gonna say Chi Chi's, and here's why: because when you had a nice date and you wanted to go to a good sit down place oh, in the mall, fucking <laughs> Chi Chi's, you go to Chi Chi's, yeah, my friend. For me, that was Ruby Tuesday. Oh, man. <laughs> Get that big baked potato. Hey, hey. Make that girl watch you eat the whole thing. Hey, Patrick, don't go too far. <laughs> <laughs> We're still talking about Chi-Chi's, bro. <laughs> it was, quote, unquote, Mexican food. Uh, it was Mexican flavored. Yes, yeah. I wanted the one, I used to have a Chi Chi's. Uh, it wasn't in the mall, but it was very close to the mall uh, that I grew up in. And uh, I remember always wanting to go there because they had fried ice cream. Yeah. Uh, and like my mom be like, oh, God, no, it's so bad. <laughs> and I'd be like, nah, fried ice cream. It's for you if you think chilies is a little bit too authentic. Yeah, Chi Chi's is just basically a plate of soggy everything <laughs> just covered in, uh, what is that, mole sauce? Yeah, mole or uh, I mean, it could be verde, it could be um, the red one. Uh, Whatever it was, each individual portion of your meal was indistinguishable from every other portion of your meal. Yeah, it was just a plate of cheese and red, basically. Um, But, hey, unlimited chips and salsa to start. That is true. There there was also another uh, um, kind of Mexican train restaurant that was like that. That was called, um, oh, what was it called? Ooh, fuck it, never mind, moving on. All right. But they were also, they were a place, all I remember about it was, it, they had one in Schomburg by the mall there, and uh, when you walked in, they had a giant, like, bird bath, but it was full of chips and communal salsa that oh, you could, like, munch no. on while you're waiting for your table. God. And the one time we went That's there... a vector for disease. The one time we went there, my buddy was just like, ooh, free chips and salsa, and was just availing himself of it. <laughs> then we went, we ate, the food was... And then we left... And on the way out, like we got out the door, and he was like, "Guys, I don't feel good." And we turn around, <laughs> and without breaking stride, like step, step, lean over, throw up, step over it, continue, <laughs> never broke stride. <laughs> it was amazing. I wish I could remember the name of this place. Oh man, I remember. Uh, it was like, oh, we probably shouldn't besmirch its good name. For it doesn't legal exist purposes. anymore. It doesn't exist yeah, anymore. Probably not. That place. Probably not. Uh, anyways, ma, moving on. Mark, favorite mall. Restaurant guys, I am going with Bonanza. That's right, the slight spinoff of Ponderosa. Yeah, Yeah. it was just like Ponderosa, but called Bonanza. We had one by Spring Hill Mall, uh, and it was great because it was a quote unquote steakhouse (laughs) that had a buffet. Yeah. And, like, they would call it a salad bar, but the salad bar had, like, chicken wings, mac and yeah. cheese, <laughs> fried fish. Oh, it was great. Yeah. I love Bonanza I love Ponderosa. a fried fish salad. I Bonanza and Ponderosa are, like, 
as a child were like my two favorite restaurants. I would demand to go there for like my birthday. Like okay. that was my place until I found out about Red Lobster, and then it was I was all Red Lobster. Oh, Red Lobster. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Bonanza was the jam, and it makes me so sad that there are no. Bonanzas or Ponderosas even in the state of Illinois right now yeah. I'm so unraged about this I will say later on in life Ruby Tuesdays was sort of like the closest you, you could get because they had that little bit of salad bar buffet there and what I used to do was I would go get uh, a bunch of uh, like tortilla chips from yeah. the bar and then I would just pour cottage cheese all over them Nice white trash nachos yeah. that was my thing it was nice. so good mm, maybe some bacon bites you know it I want to tell you, there was a Ponderosa in my, like, the town I grew up in. That is the Ponderosa that that guy that the DC sniper shot. <laughs> there was a guy who walked out of the Ponderosa, got shot in the stomach by the DC sniper, and we were all like, well, at least he doesn't fill the Ponderosa inside. <laughs> got to, oh, got no. to have some dignity yeah, in his no. body. <laughs> Right. All right, well, moving on from favorite bar <laughs> restaurant to our final bullet point of the cast. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? John, is this an action movie? <laughs> yes, but like in a way that's not very interesting or exciting. Sure. Patrick, is this an action movie? I would say the second half of this movie is like an action music video. Yeah, sure. that's pretty yeah. I give it that. Yeah. yeah. But only the second half. Oh, cool. Mark, uh, is this an action movie? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, it's not a good one. No. It's not a good movie at no. all. This is like someone singing the karaoke version of an action movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the beats are there, the tune seems right, but it's just not. It's just good. soulless. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't do it. It's real bad. Um, yeah, definitely. The second half does pick up a lot more. That's where all the good fights are. Um, but yeah, it, it is an action movie. Just a shitty one. Yeah. Um, all right, final reviews of Mortal Kombat. Patrick. I'll give it one. Mortal Kombat! It seems like a pretty good grade. John. It's not bad. Time out. That's when uh, nobody actually wins the fight. The counter just oh, goes yeah, down. Oh, goes okay. Down, yeah. Mark, final review of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I want you guys to I want everyone out there to know these guys know this but I want you the listener to know when I came up with the idea to watch Mortal Kombat I assumed to myself I owned it already I did not which means I had to go out and look for it at multiple places I could not find it eventually I did and I had to purchase it for three dollars three and I had to take Mortal Kombat Annihilation alongside of it comes on the same <laughs> disc it's all sullied so now I own it. It's in my possession. Yeah. And that is definitely where the... <laughs> yeah. Especially because that's, that's like 40 games of actual Mortal Kombat no. at an arcade. No, 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 no. $3 is 12 quarters. Each game was two quarters. Six plays. Six yeah, plays. if you were shit at it. Ooh. No, the no, game cost 50 cents to play. Yeah, if money. you were shit at it. No, oh. you had to put in two quarters to start the machine, John. Maybe you did because you were shit at it. <laughs> John had the old quarters on a string trick. No, I was just good at the fucking game. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So the arcade recognizes change the amount of money it takes. The John. arcade's like Hal. It speaks to him, John. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, good to see you. Look, Mark. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you had to pay for all your arcade experiences. Should we warm Malina? Because you weren't very good at the games. <laughs> 
That does explain why I always played Theater of Magic Pinball for free. Yeah. I was very good at it. It's also why the right side of the old X-Men is always broken. It's because I'm great at all those characters. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you can't play them. So if you want to play... retired yeah, like Michael no. Jordan's jersey. You're like, why won't Nightcrawler work? It's because he's reserved for me. <laughs> Jerks. So last time I was at the X-Men arcade machine, I was doing really well. I was soloing. I was playing as Dazzler, the nice. best character Dazzler. in that game. And frequently the only one that works. Right. I was actually doing really good at it. And then some fucking kid comes up to Nightcrawler, puts in money, and it starts from the beginning no! again. Oh! I was real mad. Hey, what are you going to do? It's a child. But I did make sure not to help him anytime he there was cornered by Sentinels. Go. Was that yeah. one of those games where you could, like, attack your teammates? No, uh, you no. That was one of the Ninja Turtle games where you could do that. Well, I know, yeah. I know, I know. Uh, some of the Ninja Turtles games and Battletoads. Battletoads, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Battletoads. Battletoads, you could select what, like, game A, you could, and no, that's Double Dragon. I'm yeah, sorry. Double Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Double Dragon. Man, fuck a Battletoads. That game was not fun. That game was hard, but I liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot yeah. too, but it was hard. And shit. you could pick up dumb weapons with like boards with nails in them and shit. Yeah. I don't know. For me, the best uh, arcade beat 'em up is and forever will be. Um, uh, oh shit! What was that D and D one? The something of Mysteria. Oh good god! <laughs> Golden Axe. Yeah, sure, Golden Axe. Golden Axe, that's a yeah. good one. Yeah, yeah. My, favorite, my favorite D&D brawler is fucking Gauntlet, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Golden Axe was a brawler. Yeah. That had D&D-like stuff. No, there you was, a, there was an actual... dragon things? Uh, there, there was an actual D&D game. Oh, Altered can. Beast. Yeah, sure, Dragon's Beast. Lair. Yep, you're nailing it. You're nailing all the D&Ds. Time Gal was super, the best D&D brawler. Super, super Volleyball. Uh, the only volleyball game in existence that I will recognize as a legit volleyball game is Wing Jammers. Oh, okay. Not Dead or Alive? Fuck that yeah, shit. Yeah, I was about to say, wait, wasn't it Dead or Alive that was the fighting DOA game? DOA Extreme Beach Volleyball. Yes, we know. Yeah. It's hot garbage. Wing Jammers all the way. It was totally hot. <laughs> Patrick's like, mmm, yeah. physics. I was, I was like 16 when that movie, or when that game came out. What I love is that the creator of that game said that there is a very strict code of conduct he will allow those characters into because he doesn't want to sully their reputation. <laughs> This is, by the way, the same game where uh, you play as two bikini ladies that have a butt fight with each other. <laughs> oh, boy. And your reward is a cutscene where they feed each other strawberries. Oh. All right, that's the end. <laughs> uh, for Body Counts and Beer, I am Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Brown. I'm actually not John Rooney. I'm Shang Tsung the whole time. No! Shit, you guys. Shang Tsung beat John Rooney in a fight. That is the best part. Yeah. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Billy Madison Bromley, John Last Action Hero Rooney, and Mark Sweet Evil Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google, uh, anywhere fine podcasts are purveyed. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast. Like us on Facebook or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.